Welcome back from the good old Labor Day weekend. Labor Day jam in Brooklyn. Ding, ding. Bing, 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 bing. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. It was that kind of weekend, folks. This is Raw Dog Shaw. And I'm Brenda the Bender. And, you know, I had to say who we were in the beginning because my voice sounds horrible. So up front, I've let it be known. I had a grand old weekend and it was worth it. Bing, 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 bing. But this weekend was full of, of course, so much activities for all of us to do. And you know, for the Caribbeans, you know? The Caribbean. I mean, for the Americans, too. They wanted yeah, to join yeah. in, you know, the festivities. Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, my weekend started off with, first of all, I was not planning to do anything. And then... Not planning as of when? Because no, when exactly. I spoke to you on Friday, you had, like, a full weekend No, but remember, I was at a wedding, so I wasn't planning on going anyway, anywhere until the Sunday. Even Saturday, I was going to stay home and chill. My sister-in-law was like... You are not going out oh, that's the weekend. And I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm going to start on Sunday. But of course, you know, one of my good friends said, hey, I got a free ticket to Soka Brainwash. And I was like, what? Like, I have to go. Can we just say who Soka Brainwash is and what was so great about it? Well, you know, it? Private Ryan. People who do attend, um, you know, the Soka parties should know who um, Private Ryan is. He's a big DJ. He has parties in different um, carnivals. Plays well. And so he has this this yearly party. Um, and this year, the theme was Africa. So, you know, everybody was all excited to get their Wakanda on. Everybody had to have their, their African print outfits. Um, very cute. Um, and again, I really, originally, I wasn't planning on going because it was like $95 to get the early To see tickets. which artist. Who, who was performing there for $95? <sighs> yeah. There were a couple of artists, I think. I mean, not like known. I don't recall because I was not. What was what was on the menu? What did you guys eat? They never initially announced any artists. So if there was artists, it probably just like just to say, hey, we do artists. What what did you guys eat there? So, oh, so what about the unlimited drinks? Was there like unlimited feels, drinks? Because understand, Private Ryan in his party in Trinidad for his for Carnival, he always had have unlimited food and drinks all inclusive. But of course, you're paying like one fifty to one seventy five for his ticket. Here U.S. Pay, us dollars. Yes, uh-huh. U.S. dollars. Here you're paying like ninety dollars, and everybody's like, "Yo, you're not getting anything with that." So it was kind of like people don't appreciate that. So it is what it was. It was a good party. I mean, it happened at Brooklyn Mirage. This is a big venue in Brooklyn. I mean, in the smelly part of Brooklyn, Williamsburg. And the good thing about it, they have an indoor and an outdoor. And I mean, this guy had both spots right. They had an indoor for Brooklyn Mirage? It has an indoor. Oh, I so didn't you, know. Oh, because they have it closed off. But oh. when they have bigger venues, they have both open. So they had it open. Yes. And I mean, to even move around in this place was, it, it, it was very tired, tiring. Like, this thing would say, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. It was very tight, very hot, because it was already humid. And... Until I, I got there, I found a spot, and finally I felt rested. And then after that, it was just like, all right, time to go. Music was good, but the vibe wasn't there because it, so, it was so crowded. Overwhelming, yeah, the people. Yeah, it was very crowded. Um, and then, you know, I just happened to go reggae retro at the same time. Like, I'm already out and about. I might as well go reggae retro. Oh, we were supposed to go. You didn't remind me. But I was busy on Saturday anyway, so I couldn't yeah, go. you had your own busy weekend. Yes, I did. But... <laughs> But yeah, so regular was cool. Of course, another sweat box. I was sweating all weekend, literally. Yeah, I know you wash your hair. I hope. Sweat box. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and I don't know, some of you might know regular retro, they play all the old school. They go to old school. And of course, for Labor Day, they play a little soaker. So that was cool. But it was just ramp pack. Every minute you turn around, a guy's on your ass. Very frustrating. Um, Sunday. I mean, Sunday, uh, I did Roman music. Some of you might know Roman music is a good party that happens every year. The only problem was they had a last minute venue change. This was supposed to happen at Brooklyn Children's Museum, which is a nice rooftop they usually have parties at. And then last minute, they pulled the permits. They couldn't have the party there. And so they put it at Amazora. (laughs) And for all of you old school parties, you know Amazora is a huge club, but it's mad hot. And so everybody was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. But of course, we all paid our money. I was thinking about disputing my American Express card. But people who were out of town came to party, and so I didn't want to disappoint them as Like well. the rave. Yeah, yeah. Sad. <laughs> Rest in peace, rave. So um, we ended up going to that, and although it was a sweat box, we were swimming in there. But it was a good party. He didn't care. They had a few um, performers there, Nyla Blackman. You know, I Ugh, I hate her voice, man. Good Lord. But she did, you know, she, was, she did pretty decent. Bing, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> people were loving it though I was they like, really? do I feel like you and I are the only two people that cannot stand like, her voice and she has mad songs I'm like why did you know them I know a couple of them but uh, like, oh, they're bing bang, bing bang, bang. you see mad songs that's coming back to back Nayla Blackman I'm like 
But anyways, um, you know, this is something that's happening in the West Indian community now where we're trying to do party in different weekends, you know, Memorial Day weekend, July 4th weekend, and last minute they change venues or they can't find a venue. And it's just, it's very, they're very disappointing. But for example, you know, I was telling Brenda, I was showing her a video of a boat ride where the boat was leaving. Uh, we're going to post this ride. video. We're going to post the video. Boat was leaving. People arrived late. And although the boat was there, they weren't letting people on because, of course, they, you know, they closed up everything. These people started jumping, jumping, hopping over to get on the boat. It was ridiculous. And, of course, the cops showed up. And as we know, this is when things get shut down. No more venues. Soon there's going to be no more boats. And we will have nowhere to party. So keep up the bullshit, niggers and nigglets. <laughs> <laughs> you have Wouldn't that be their kids? Wouldn't the nigglet be their oh, yeah, kids? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Niggerous and niggers. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> so get your shit together. You get, you get to the boat late. You're freaking late. That means you lost out. This is the problem. People do not show up to events on time. It's color people time. And, and I bet you that boat still didn't even close the door on time. They probably closed it late, and these people you know were still it. late. And so they were still late. I mean, we're gonna post on. this video. You have got to see how ridiculous we this was. We have got to do better, people. We gotta do better. And these are West Indians, so we can't even blame and say, "Oh, you know, those Yankees." It is us. Uh, but you know, of course, the weekend ended grand. Me and Bender went to see Marshall. We did Okay. We didn't talk about Juve. Well, we didn't go to Juve. We, we about did it, but I can tell you. Well, I can tell you, you know, it was in the newspaper that they increased security two thirty. Everybody was lining up to be screened by the cops to make sure they had no alcoholic beverages or no weapons to get into no the alcohol. route. Yes, Shit. to get into the route. Um, but my son was there. He told me it was a grandiose time. He had a great time. My fourteen year old. He was out there in these streets, totally painted up. His Jordans oh, are no go. He said. He was said he had a great, great time. And after that, he left there, went and changed, and he went to the parkway. Oh, okay. My 14-year-old. But this was with an adult. Or this is with his yeah, yeah, yeah. He was with an adult. Oh, Come on. I'm not crazy. I'm crazy, but that, that crazy. You see a lot of these little kids in groups by themselves. It's crazy. That They're small? On the parkway. No, yes. no, no, no. So he said he had a grand time. You know, my son has been perfecting his wine these last couple of days. So, you know, I'm always so torn between being a mother that's responsible and a mother that's like, yo, this is in your blood. Bring (laughs) it. Bring it. Bring it. So, but he said it was a really good time. And we only heard about one murder. Uh, one shooting in Crown Heights that I bet has nothing to do with the parade. On, on North Street. Uh, yeah, but you're gonna. And they had the video I saw today with the guy running in the street with the gun to shoot the guy. The guy was running. He chased him, shot him, and then ran back through the camera with the gun so in hand. So he got his face. So hopefully they mm-hmm. will catch him. So I mean. And they also brought up some. I mean, they didn't say they believe, but it was like on, like on my Google card. It's like yeah, two girls shot at a restaurant on Flatbush. I'm like yeah, but that had nothing to do with the parade. It was like the day before. But as you know, they always wanted to fame us and you know point out these things that happened to associate it with the Labor Day parade. Unfortunately. But it was a good time. So then. then so Marshall. Happy. But before Marshall, you know, I had my weekend was crazy. I didn't get any sleep. I ended up going to the park, and not to. Because, you know, if I'm not playing, if I'm not playing mass, I will. I refuse to go to the parkway. But I ended up helping a friend sell food um, over in Utica and Rochester. So I had a good view of the parade. And how was it? I mean, it was I mean, it was cool. I, I'll tell you, these Haitians out here, three major bands. Wow. And so um, I had a Beijing friend that was even upset because the Beijing truck, it was invaded by Jamaicans. So they were pissed off. It was like a Beijing slash Jamaican truck. And then Hood Celebrity was performing on the WBLS truck. I was like, okay. Your walking trophy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Your walking That's trophy. That's the only thing she kept on singing. The whole way down <laughs> the, the parkway, right? The whole way down the parkway. Did you see any soca artists? No, I did not. Not from where I was saying. So I don't know if they probably came out after because where I was, I was in the beginning of the parade. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the good thing about it is that it, it didn't seem so restrictive. Like, you know, they block up a lot of the streets, the streets usually, but it didn't seem that bad this year. And it also seemed like the last bad past at like four thirty, mm-hmm. so other years they have it has ended early. I have mm-hmm. been playing on the parkway like yo, that's it. I've only been here for two hours. That's it. If I was I'd be fat all day. So this is why I do not do the parkway anymore because it's just not long enough for the money I pay for my costume. It's just mm-hmm. not worth it. But it seemed like it was great. As you said, thank God it wasn't. If there was one or two fatalities, it wasn't anything major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you see that many people together, you should expect something like that's gonna happen. Yeah. But I'm glad it wasn't crazy because we didn't hear it plastered all over and people had a great time. Yeah. And every time, and then my baby father was in town, Marshall, Montana. <laughs> so um, 
And super blue. And super, I mean, but <laughs> like I said, my baby father was in town and he brought some people with him. But um, so we went to Brooklyn Mirage last night. Uh, I have to first tell you, this heat was oppressive. It was so hot. Very hot. And I have to tell you, we have made some pictures. We took some <laughs> pics of some outfits that just said to me, who do you really think you are? You know, I've come to the conclusion that maybe I have too much self-esteem. Because some of the things I saw people wear, it just was like, yo. But that's the thing I was telling my friend, because his girlfriend, this is her first year playing. And she's not like curvaceous she's a little stomach or whatever and she's like oh my god i feel so self-conscious and he was like yo look at these other roids like it should give you know some women encouragement to look at other girls like damn if she could come out like that i'm good money yeah but to me I mean, it doesn't mean to be oh yes i'm sorry you're perfect but to me <laughs> to me it just you know for my own self-esteem you know you don't want to walk around here looking crazy but back to my baby father this party was so hot and we got there what time like 6 30 yeah. mind you seven o'clock probably and our goal was to be there at 5 30 there was just no way we were just putzing around she was putzing in her place i was putzing where i was we were both pre-gaming which means drinking before the party so that when you I get there you don't have to buy drinks thing. i am pre-gaming all the time so we pre-gamed in separate locales and then we met up actually on the both of us were actually on the way into the door at the same exact time and i was like oh she saw us coming out um of the valley we valley parked so we ballin'. Shout out to my bestie that said we are not walking for pocket. So we valid. Even though I did not valid, I was around the corner. Thanks. But not <laughs> next door. Anyway. So we validated. We went in. You know, Brooklyn Mirage, I told you before, it's very ritzy. You know, you got to put your debit card on your, on your band so you can order drinks. Mm-hmm. But it was a really great time. I have to tell you, you know, you know, Ben... Benda. Sure always does this thing like, Benda, I'm not going to mix my friends. My friends that I do this with are not the same friends I'm going to do that with. I'm not. And I always say like, oh my gosh, she's always so like unfair to like not want to mix her friends. But I have to tell you, I had three groups of friends at this party and I felt the stress. I felt like <laughs> if I was with one group of people too long, I was just like, I'm, I'm forgetting about these people. Let me go, check, Let me go check on them. So I had to run to the front, then run back to the back, then run to the middle. I was just running all over and I... I myself missed one of the cardinal rules. I wore a light dress, a light colored dress. It was a light, light colored dress. And when I was sweating, my whole dress was sweating and it was very unattractive. I mean, good thing it was dark by the time you started sweating like that. It was so damn hot. So. The heat was oppressive. But we had a ball. I mean, Marshall was on the stage even when it was like time for him to shut down. He kept saying, nah, I promised him I was going to stay here till after 12. I got to sing more songs. And Sprocka Benz was there. So random. I know. I was like, really? And he had some other people singing that I didn't even know who they were. He kind of went to the side of the stage. Even when Sulu started singing, I was like, okay, enough is enough. All I hear is Soka kicked them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do. But I did like that song. The mountain start, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. song. I did like Fantastic Friday or whatever. That was cool. But I have to say, I had a grand time. But, you know, rest in peace, my party days. I think I'm going back on hiatus. Too much problems. I'll let you know when this ends. It's over. So, anyway. um, Labor Day weekend. We had a great time. I hope I hope you guys had a good weekend doing something good, too. So, you know, as we get into the starting about what's going on in our town, in our country. um, California just decided that they're going to take away, in at the end of 2018, bail, meaning that if someone gets arrested and goes to jail, they will not have to pay bail to come out of jail. What they will do is um, decide how much of a risk and a danger you are to the state, and if you're not a risk or a danger, you'll get out for free. And this begins October 1st, 2019. They signed the bill now, but it wow. takes a full year to go into effect. Wow. And, you know, this is so funny that this came up because I was just watching a story on the TV the other day about this group in the Bronx that started out in the Bronx where they started taking donations because their basic premise is poor people suffer because they can't make bail. Mm-hmm. And that there was there's tons of poor people in jail that if they had money and they're in there for very small crimes, they would be out living their lives. But because poor people don't have an extra five, $500, $1,000 sitting around, that they get arrested, that they don't have anything to put up as assets or no family or friends that's willing to help them, they have to sit in jail. To commit crimes? Yeah, but sometimes, as we all know, many people commit crimes that they're not really guilty of or they just happen to be in the wrong place well, at the wrong people. time. You know, and they told the story about this woman who was arrested, you know, have to turn out, whatever. She was arrested... 
And she had a job and she was like, listen, my bill is a thousand dollars. If I could go to work, I can make the money to pay the bill, but I can't go to work. And she was basically in there. And this project decided that she was, a, you know, they have like a risk assessment. They did the assessment. They found her that she was not, you know, a real risk. And they paid her bail. She came out the night. She went to work in the morning and found out that she had lost her job. So, and she was driving. She went to jail because she was driving without a license. And when the cop pulled her over, she said it immediately. This is not my car. I don't have a license. But I really just had to get home from work. So, you know, she basically set her case up front. The cop was like, yeah. I still got to do what I got to do. And when they checked the car, the other, the owner of the car, according to her, had some meth in the car. So that's how she ended up going to jail on $1,000 bail. And now, you know, the woman said, my own family didn't believe in me, but this project believed in me. And for wow. that, I'm not going to go back to jail. I'm going to live a, li- a right life because I don't want them to be disappointed. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. But um, definitely, you know, had, you know, go, 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 good, good go in California for doing this. You know, because this kind of makes rich people and poor people the same in the eyes of the court. Unfortunately, they may think that more colored people or poor people are flight risks. But really, where are you really flying to if you're poor? Because, I'm saying, you can't buy no ticket. But, I mean, hopefully this will shift across the, you know, across the country. And, you know, come on, go to New York. We'll see. We'll see. But, you know... This is not the thing to start committing crimes and going back out. And on this thing, back to that project, they did have one case where they did allow the people, the guy out for bail, and he actually went and raped women while he was on bail in this project. And that was the only time since they started this project. Because they started in the Bronx and then they ended up going nationwide um, that they had something like that. So, you know, they did have to bring up the bad with the good, but it was very, very few bad. Um, Talking about people going to jail... Finally, we hear about a cop, uh, a Texas cop who was an ex-Texas cop who was found guilty for killing a 15-year-old unarmed black boy. Um, Very, very sad. But he was found guilty. He shot the guy with a shotgun. What was the reason he shot the guy? Like they were coming from a party. They had gotten an announcement that at the party they were under was underage drinking, mm-hmm. which was probably true. And this uh, young boy was in the car with some people that was trying. His name is Go- the young boy's name is Jordan Edwards. Was Jordan Edwards, and he was basically trying to flee the area where the cop was, and the cop ordered them to stop. He had already taken out his shotgun from the car, and he ended up killing them. Um, the officer's name was Officer Roy Oliver. And he was found guilty last week, and when they went to deliberate, the jury found in 12 hours that he should go to jail. And they gave him a prison term of 15 years. I mean, but really, we've heard about black people going to jail longer than that just for chewing, stealing a pack of gum. But (laughs) 15 years is better than no years. So, And they fined him $10,000, and I think the parents of the young boy is now going to sue him civil in civil court for what he did to yeah. for killing his son. I mean, but, unfortunately as always, it ever never been back there fifteen year old kid that missed out on most of his life. Fifteen, I mean come on. So that's sad enough. But um, you know, at least we're seeing some justice across the board here. And then we also hear about justice about this woman, her name is Nikki Yovino, who accused two black men of raping her. Um these young boys, they were in, co- in school in Connecticut. They were on football scholarships. She accused them of rape, even though she slept with them consensually. And she did that because she was trying to date someone else, and she did not want um, that guy to know that she had slept with the two guys, so she called rape. And while the school was investigating the rape charges, the two boys had to end up dropping out of school. One lost his scholarship. The other oh my one... gosh. And everything, and, and their whole life is totally turned upside down because of this woman. And now she comes out and says, "Yes, she was lying. She got a three-year sentence. She has to serve one year in jail." She was sitting there rolling her eyes at the judge while he was giving her the sentence. Very annoyed, very upset um, about what's going on. And the the young one of the football players came out and said, "You don't know what you've done to my life here." I'm having panic attacks. I can't live. I don't know how to get along with the plan of the life that I created for myself. And, you know. And, let, and let's, let's be clear here. These are two black men. And she is not black. She's not black. She's not black. I'm telling you, this is what, you know, and these are the conversations I have with uh, my nephew, my nephew-in-law. Um, that's a term, right? Nephew-in-law? Just your nephew. <laughs> yes, right. nephew. 
But um, my concerns, I mean, these are two um, very handsome black boys, and they got their head on their shoulders. And I always tell them, you know, Japan has to tell you, watch out for them fast-tailed girls. But specifically... These hoes ain't loyal, because Brown told us about this. these non-black uh, females, because it comes down to this mostly. You know, it's either their parents want to accuse the guys of raping their daughters, although it might have been consensual, or it's after the fact the girl wants to say, hey, it was not consensual. And so this is what I'm talking about. We're remaining with the sisters, man. At least the sisters will take it and say, listen, yeah, I had sex with Raekwon, and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I effed up. But these, these girls are in these streets. They are going to try to ruin these men's lives. And, of course, look at this now. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing she could do to kind of take back the distress she put this guy through. And, of course, his family. These men and his family. So, very sad. Again. These hoes ain't loyal. Chili, take that. <laughs> From TLC. Not the pepper. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, I don't know if some of you can watch the um, the match, the U.S. Open. But, you know, it's in New York. And, um... A lot of folks, you know, went out to go check it out. And, you know, this whole dilemma with Serena Williams wearing that black cat suit, which she looked very good in. Um, it was made by Nike. Nike did her cat suit. What kind of forever? And, speaking of that, you know, she said that she felt like a warrior princess, like in the movie um, Wakanda. But, I mean, her main thing, for her main reason for wearing this cat suit was because she suffered from blood clots after her. Um, after having her baby. And so this was like, it was used as a compression method um, to avoid additional blood clots and kind of try to help her out. So she wore this, uh, you know, she wore a cat suit. And this was in May. However, they have banned, they officially banned this cat suit that she can no longer wear this cat suit. Is it banned for every player or just for oh, her? No, it was banned for every player. So she was just, she's the example, you know. And, the you know, they had an interview with the, the French Tennis Federation president, Bernard... Get a chelly. And what he said was, I think that sometimes we've gone too far. Wow. It's basically what he told the Associated Press. And he specifically mentioned Williams' outfit and declared it would no longer be accepted. One must respect the game and the place. Meaning that they should all be wearing white skirts and white well, shirts the way they used to be the, when, that, when well, tennis first like started. At, um, Wimbledon. Wimbledon mm. It's still like that. But they don't want to get that strict, but they say there are going to be rules. And, you know, Serena frequently wears, like, you know, little tutus, which I think is cute. Like, I saw her wearing, like, a last week she had, like, a baby blue tutu. And, um, you know, Billie Jean King, um, he stated that the policing of women's bodies must end. The respect that's needed is for the exceptional talent that Serena Williams brings to the game. Criticizing what she wears to work is where the true disrespect lies. And, you know, Nike said, which I appreciate, they was like, you can take the superhero out of her costume, but you can never take away her superpowers. Bring it. And Selena, 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 Serena, I have to say, your snapback after having this baby is fantastic. And so she responded, very classy. You know, she was like, everything's fine, guys. Besides, she said, when it comes to fashion, you don't want to be a repeat offender. So it'll be a while before this even has to come up again. Wow. Yeah, which was really respectable. And you know, you know what I say. I don't think this is a matter of race or anything like that. I do think, of course, if you know a size zero or a size two girl had it on, it probably wouldn't have been such a problem. Oh, yeah, they did show a picture of her parallel to a white woman in this outfit. So it wouldn't have been a problem. But you know, Serena is a brick house. She's (laughs) a brick. Bing, 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 bing house. As you say, sometimes us black females or just females in general who have, who are more curvy, we can't wear certain things that, you know, people of, you know, skinnier (laughs) sizes can do. Too much self-esteem. Yeah. Hashtag too much (laughs) self-esteem. And that's fine. So kudos to Serena. So we did mention that we were not going to talk about Safari again, unless it was something that was really worth talking about. And this is so (laughs) worth it. (laughs) So according to TMZ reports and much other reports, Safari's lengthy penis is about to make him filthy rich. Rich. I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. He really said, I'm rich, Nicki Minaj. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he has just landed a seven-figure deal with one of the top sex toy makers, um, Doc Johnson. The company is 40 years deep into the quality handcrafted sex toy game. So, 
Safari's dimensions, as they say, would be in great hands. What? So take it to the bank, Safari. It was worth something with leaking that video. Like, come yeah. on, let's be so basically, they're gonna make a mold of his penis and then right. start making dildos called the Safari. And it won't be available, I, I believe, until December. The pre-ordering begins in December. So, so um, probably it'll ship in time for Valentine's Day. Ah, uh, <laughs> drop that, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> She may have to get oh, because you got to get the, the they have to make two kinds: the one for a woman to use on herself, and then the strap one version. Correct. Correct. Yikes! But uh, what he said was, you know, I worked so hard so I can get the last laugh. When y'all think I'm losing, I'm not. Trust I'm me. winning. So the people who run it on Hashtag me and winning. Fall off and disappear. Suck my sex toy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said thanks to the sex toy company, of course, for the opportunity. So seven know. figures. That's what's up. For what God gave him naturally. I know. You know oh, that, natural. That's the bounty of the Lord. Amen, <laughs> amen. I think I might have to pre-order. I was just thinking, you know, I don't have one of what these. You pre- I don't have one of these. I have, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't have one of these. That's Wait, the, what But I was have? I was talking, we have a little, we, we I, sorry, had, uh, when I met we, when my husband was there, had a little, um. What do you call this thing? I don't even know. Vibrate, like a bullet. A like oh, a bullet. That was like a, a thin bullet. thing, right? Maybe she's yeah. going Candy Coated Nights. Shout out to Candy Barris. And check out some of the toys that she has. Yeah. So we had that when he was there, but not really anything. Well, I'm confused. So, I mean, that was when your husband was there. But now that you are... But since I've been alone, I tell you, I've been... You use it. No. So what's the word Yo, these things take a lot of work. They take a lot of work. You got to walk and find out where you hit it. Then you got to walk back to your bed or where you get... I have kids. I can't just leave this thing lying around anywhere and anyhow. You need to... Well, there needs to be boundaries of where your kids even go. Yeah, stuff, so... But, uh... This is a total that, side story. This is like another topic. To this seems like a... Yeah, a full topic. <laughs> <laughs> Sex toys. Where do you wait, keep wait. them? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we digress. Uh, <laughs> As we move on to a guy who doesn't have such a large penis, Kanye West. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I just kidding. I never sampled it. Kanye West. Uh, she wished she did, though, when he was no, black. No, that's when he had late registration. Yeah, when he, he was black. When he was black. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's trying to redeem his blackness now, but, and I really didn't feel like even talking about this, but we did kind of bash him when we heard what he said about, you know, slavery was a joy. So I thought it was only right to mention that he did provide a heartfelt apology saying that um, he's sorry for saying that earlier this year. He says, I don't know if I properly apologize for how the slavery comment made people feel, but he used that time when he was in Chicago on 107.5 to make it clear that he is sorry for what he said. Um, he also addressed mental illness and his own bipolar diagnosis in light of his behavior in the recent months. And one thing he said was, the thing about being called crazy, the biggest stigma that has to be broken is that you instantly get written off. But you might be the only one who knows what you're talking about. Also, what I want to say to everyone listening right now is I have never really approached or addressed the slavery comment fully. And it's not something for me to overly intellectualize. This is something about the fact that it hurt people's feelings and the way that I presented that piece of information. I could present it in a way more calm. But I was ramped up, and I apologize. That happens sometimes when people are, and I'm not blaming mental health, but I'm explaining mental health. So here we go. Now he's the biggest proponent of mental health. Yeah, you know, give he me broke a break. Tears when discussing his. Let me tell you, since his up. since his mother passed, it's been down, tell down, him. down. He just lost his juckies. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> but you know, as I think about life and love and all of the things that have to go with it you know you always wish that you know and even I I pray this for you every day that your marriage will last for forever and ever and ever and ever right Mm -hmm. and I was reading this article about this man um he's 99 years old and he walks he's been married for 55 years and he's 99 years old and he's been married for 55 years. He walks every day six miles to see his wife who's in the hospital. Wow. Every day he walks six miles to see his wife in the hospital. And when I heard about this, I was like, yo, I think we had talked about old people love before. But I was just really impressed with this old love. 55 years in the making. And this guy, probably more than 55. I just want to do the math here. So he's 99. Yes. And he's been married for 55 years. Yes. So that means he got married when he was 44. 44. Late so marriage. marriage. Just, that's sometimes the best mm, thing. See, that's what you should have done. I probably got married too young. 
like Sad it. notes. I, you got to too young. I did. I probably didn't. But we'll talk about that later. But regardless. <laughs> but this guy, I mean, really married all this time and and, and walking six miles at 99 years old. Like, when I'm 99, somebody's got to be driving me everywhere. Yeah, like, I think like, he can't get a, like an accessory to go to his wife. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this is probably how he stays fit, you know? <laughs> Well, he doesn't go to the car, but I mean, six miles, that, that is getting his workout. Maybe that's why he's able to live. And he's 99, 99, and he's still doing push-ups. They say he does perfect push-ups. Wow. And he puts a, book, a backpack on his back. That's going to be my Tells problem. his daughter, and he's gone. I'm going to see them. I'm going to see my wife. And, I, you know, I really started thinking about this. 55 years later, you know, they even have a picture on the internet of him kissing when he went to see her in the hospital, and I thought that was so sweet. Aww. And it kind of brought me to the question, like, yo, maybe this man is her soulmate. I know, maybe. This woman is her, his soulmate, <laughs> or he is her soulmate, whatever, whatever. Oh, they're just soulmates. They're just soulmates. Soulmates. I mean, you're 99. There is no other, no other person you're checking for, especially if you're going six miles a day to see her. <laughs> <laughs> You are my soulmate. You know, I think we always use this kind of soulmates thing like, oh, soulmates. I want to find my soulmate. And I just want to, you know, is this real? Is this soulmate concept real? Somebody told me yesterday, I have a fairy tale uh, expectation of love. And I said, oh my gosh, I feel like I deserve a fairy tale kind of love in my life now. But, But when you really think about it, is love always tied to being your soulmate? You know, is the person that you consider your soulmate, the person that you love and can never do without and all of this kind of stuff. So, you know, we looked up the word soulmate and they basically said your soulmate is a person ideally suited to another as a close friend or romantic partner. So I have to tell you right off the top of my head, I got two soulmates, yo. I got Shaw and I got my other sister that I can never live a day without. So definitively. I believe, and if that's what it is, just somebody that you cannot consider living a life without, those are my soulmates. But we know people think of soulmates and they always think about the one that they're going to love. And be with forever. Forever. You know, I'm sure people have made mistaken, they have mistaken soulmates. Uh, people who they thought they were going to be together. Or, this is the one for me. You know, some people who every other month, every other year, think they met their soulmate and, you know, they get it twisted. But, you know, like you said, they talk about three types of soulmates, right? Um, the first kind of soulmate you talk about is a romantic kind, like you mentioned, the one that you're meant to be with forever, that delivers powerful lessons, um, and it, they tend to be the most influential teachers in your life, and they're the ones that provide the heartaches, believe it or not. I think some people don't think, you know, when you think about soulmate, you don't think about all the trying times that you might have with a soulmate as well, so. But I guess the concept of being with a soulmate is that even though things may be hard, this is still the only person you want to spend your life with. Correct. Yo, he just hit me, but I still love him. Nah, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Right? That might be a soulmate still, because it might just be, you know, that one time, you know? He was just testing you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second type is the one that allows you to be your true self and who stays with you forever. And that can be, um, like, like you said, like a friend. Mm-hmm. Like you said, your sister. Um, you know, and basically... That's the person that kind of uplifts you and you kind of reveal all your insecurities, those kind of things. And that person really makes you feel whole, like you're not less than. Um, and you can be your true self around this person. So when that person sees you at their worst and they can still accept you, that's mm-hmm. the person. So is this like when you're lying in the bed with your husband and you could pass a gas and they don't say anything? What? <laughs> I would not even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that we should have a... This, this is a whole conversation about this. This is not a conversation. I, I can't even get into it. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> I can't. I can't with her. Anyways. Um, and then they go into, I guess, the same thing that we were just talking about, um, platonic friendships. So although you might have a platonic friend, um, you might have another friend that also could be, like, your soulmate, but mm-hmm. not platonically, per se. So I'm watching this show. I'm, well, I'm, I'm binge-watching a show, as you know. I usually binge-watch all TV shows. called World of Dance, Season 2. Check mm-hmm. it out. J-Lo, Neo, and Derek Hoff. Where they basically trying to do tests, uh, people's how good they dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. And on the show, there was a guy and a girl dancing. And I mean, you should have seen the intensity in this dance. That you could see almost like they were like about to rip each other's clothes. They were fighting. Da, da, da. It was so passionate. And when it finished, J Lo said, "Please tell me that you guys are together." And she was like, "No, I have a boyfriend." And the guy was like, "Yeah, and I have a boyfriend too." And she was like, "A boyfriend?" Like, yeah. And she was like, "But you guys are so in sync." 
And he was like, yeah, she's my soulmate. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw that, I was like, wow, could you imagine? He said, because I could not live this life without her. Uh-huh. Wow. He said, they met each other, and this is my soulmate. And I just thought that was really cool. You know, that's how I am with my two friends that I've been blessed to have in my life, that I really feel like, yo, you know, these are the people that when I look around, I don't see a life without them. You know, I'm always, like, very hyper aware of myself not to do something to upset them, not to do something to, you know, create havoc that we would end up falling apart because I realize these are the people that bring me happiness. You know, not to say, you know, you look back at your husband and say, was he is he your soulmate? Mm-hmm. You're asking me? No, I'm, if you want to answer. No, I mean, no, I, I definitely, listen, my husband is definitely my soulmate. And if he's not, there's no one, yeah, I don't have a soulmate. Uh, because I never imagined mar- marrying anybody, you know. This is the person Married. you saw across the room? <laughs> Just one was, look and it's all it took. That was not true. I think Only people think opposite. that, I think people think that when you get a soulmate, it's Instantly like instant. Click. Oh, I love you. Yeah. And I don't think that's it. I think kind of it's like that a slow build. It can be yeah. a slow build, but it gets to the point where you look at it and you're just like, yo. Mm-hmm. This is it. So in my mind, I think the concept of a soulmate does exist with the mate that you're with. Of course. And, you know, to the last type, when I say platonic friends, they also talk about, like you say, you talk about, you know, your two friends, uh, myself well, and your other friend. Oh, yeah, let's say, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm included. But then also there's that friend that lives far away. And I know I have a couple of friends like that. Like, we don't speak every day. We might not speak for months. But when we do speak, it's like we pick up where we left off and it's just all great again, you know? But still, that person still fills that kind of void or, you know, mm-hmm. in your life. So, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, for me, soulmates is kind of like, ah, that's like it a fairy so tale cheesy. to me. It does. It's so cheesy. When you talk about it because of what we've been, you know, exposed to when it comes to soulmates, per se. But, you know. So, but, you know, like to Whitney Houston's point, how do I know? If he really loves me. I mean, how do you know if this person is your soulmate? You're looking well, at them. Well, this article that I was reading, they, they have a, a list of them. It says, be, you would know when you're around this person, it gives you a sense of peace and comfort, even very early in the relationship. Um, they also said you may be very different, but you balance each other out. So you might not like all the same things, yet you still have that balance. Um you could get this palpable gut feeling that you've met your match. So I guess it's like a feeling you have when you're with this person. And they also said, like, when you said you, you get a gut feeling, mm-hmm. they also said it's like sometimes you almost flash back to, like, you're with the person, experiencing the person, person. and it's like deja vu. Like, I've done this before. We've been here before. It seems like something surreal. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, maybe in another lifetime. <laughs> like, every, they say, I see you next lifetime, right? <laughs> yeah. um, they say also, too, when your values are in total alignment. Like, you and the person just get each other. It's like, you say something, yeah. everybody's like, why oh, did she say that? Yeah. You're like, no, I well, get it. Exactly. I got to where you're coming from. <laughs> and as I mentioned before, you've seen this person at their worst, and you still love them anyway. Um, also, you care so deeply about each other at times that you actually feel each other's pain. Like yeah, twins. That's a teardrop. That's, yeah, like, I like, like twins. twins. Like twins, right? Like twins. This one is kind of like, you feel a kind of electricity when you touch. I don't know uh, that, but, Give know. me a break. And then, you know, um, for the last two, it says you feel like you can let your guard down. The, he does have an electric pole. When you're with this person. <laughs> <laughs> zing! Zing! <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then, of course, you recognize this person is in your life to teach you some, some lessons that you need to learn. And, you know, there's, there's misconceptions also with um, soulmates. Um, I was reading another article that gave, like, it was called Six Toxics. Toxic misconceptions about soulmates that you need to know about. And one of them were, was that things will be perfect with your soulmate. And as you mentioned before, Benda, that everything is not perfect with your soulmate. You know, you're going to go through the rough times. And, you know, it, it, you, have, you and your partner need to have the ability to get through it, basically. Um, another thing is when people believe that relationships with your, your soulmate never take work. And, you know, I oh, remember, that you know, is so not true. I remember my husband, yeah, he, he, when we first about to get married, he was just like, I don't like when people say, you know, marriage Oh, is that's work. what he told me. Yeah, because, you know, he, he hates when people say his work. He said work is like a negative, you know, a negative description of what we need to do in a marriage. And I was like, you know, I didn't say much, but. Does now he realize it takes work? Because I have to I tell you, to. he said it to me, all right? Because we went out and that's we were out to dinner that. one night, the three of us, and we were there. And he was like. What do you have to say about marriage? I was like, yo, it's a lot of work. And I think that's what okay. I had just... And you, and you got married, like, when I had probably just 
was starting my divorce or I just separated from yeah. my husband or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And you got married about the same exact time. And it was like, yo, this is hard work. Yeah. You know, you think is you meet people and it's like, yo, we get along so well. Yeah, but even friendships, sometimes you got to take, you know, my grandmother said, give up your right to peace sake. Sometimes you just got to be quiet. Sometimes you got to shut down. And you don't want to. You're like, no, 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 I'm not wrong here. Yeah. I'm not wrong. And you got to take, you got to eat a lot. Because a lot of times you don't want to eat it. And you're like, oh, because we're arguing. We're not soulmates. Nah. It's like, yo, I can't live without this person, but I'm still going to, we're still going to argue. We're not like superheroes. We're going to still see things differently. And if you're in a relationship and you're not arguing, I don't know what kind of relationship you're in. If you, I mean, and I don't mean arguing crazy, pulling pots yeah. and pans and stuff like that. But if the two of you can't find a way to disagree, yeah. then you're not in a real relationship. Yeah. You know, someone's, oh, agree to disagree. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, but hate you say that. I hate I it. I hate that. I hate agree to disagree. I hate it. I'd rather just say, yo, we're not on the same page or something. But we're I still want, either, yeah, no, but even still, when it's agree to disagree, that doesn't end the conversation. <laughs> You can't say, agree to disagree. Okay, we're not going to talk about it anymore because we agree to disagree. No, no, no. It's, I'm going to still make my damn point. And when I finish making my point, you then can say, agree to, agree to disagree. But who knows when that ends? Maybe you want to continue going. And we've been arguing for the next, for the last 15 minutes. But I it's not an argument. I'm not arguing. I'm not yelling and it screaming. I'm just talking. Debating. Right. I'm debating very firmly how I feel. But it does not take away that because you and somebody, you know, that's the whole problem is I think a lot of relationships fall apart because of people's pride. You feel like you're in a relationship. You want to be the right one. You've got to be the right one. And it's like you can't step away from you being right in order to still be with that person. And, you know, you lose good things. R.I.P. My soon-to-be ex-husband. You lost a good thing. Yeah, what, what are we on, episode 28? <laughs> We're still talking about the I'm right still not divorced. <laughs> but, um... Soon. Soon. <laughs> In a month, I'm going to have a different story. Positive. Then you can all send me. I'm going to open up a... What you call this thing? What is this thing you set up online for people to give you money? A GoFundMe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> a GoFundMe. Yeah. So y'all can send me money so I can go on a vacation like a... Divorce vacation. And find her um, Winston. Yeah. I can be like Stella. <laughs> but I can't go to Jamaica without company. So I'm, I'm going to hold my Jamaica trip. But you but love I, Jamaican guys, apparently. I'll be the they best They love me. Anyway, Jamaicans love me. They're probably my my soul. Maybe I have a Jamaican. soulmate category, like Jamaican. <laughs> <laughs> In the box when God created it. It was like, soulmate must be Jamaican. <laughs> I'm like I'm like twenty five percent Jamaican. Jamaican by injection. Horrible. <laughs> Multiple injections. Uh, Whoa. The, the next one talk. Limited partners. <laughs> Dang. I felt Nobody's like she. Miles I feel like she was just giving me like. Nobody's judging the miles on your vagina. Okay, talk to Amber. Uh, Anyways, the next four misconceptions they talk about is that your partner is in the one. If they don't live up to this fantasy in your head. And let's be honest with you, a lot of honest, a lot of females have a fantasy of who they think their person is supposed to be. Your fantasy must might be a guy that's four seven with a big penis. And you probably no, can't see that at the beginning. Four seven. Your reality is a four seven <laughs> man with a big penis. Oh, your yes, perception that your fairy tale is a man that's six five. With a safari. Yes, that's what I meant. That you're going to be able to buy in February. That's your perception. <laughs> you know, that's what you start off with. And you know, this is the whole story with women. When you're 20, you have a list. I got to have this, 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 and this. And you're like, yes, you As must you have two legs. <laughs> well, but if his wheelchair doesn't squeak, it'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all, I'm just saying, you know, I was out last night and the person told me, you have a fairy tale, mis- a fairy tale expectation of of love, and I was like kind of pushed back, but because I feel like when I get when I fall in love again, I want to be in love. That's like, oh, you take my breath away. It could be that way. You take my breath away in your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> so that love doesn't exist. I don't know. Maybe it's a different conversation yeah, down yeah. the line. How um, will I know? And like we just talked about, that your relationship will be conflict-free. They talk about that. And they also say that you should ignore any potential issues if you think that they're your soulmate. So if you have red flags and you ignore it saying, hey, this guy is my soulmate, no. That well, is everybody does that, too. They all give up red on Red flags or red flags? And those should be in the beginning. 
Not all red flags show up at the beginning. No, true, true. Some come up later in the day. But then, you know, as you get later in a relationship, the red flags don't seem that alarming because now you like, now you really like this person. It's better to identify these in the beginning because then you have no real attachment. You've been dating this guy for a month. You didn't invest anything as opposed to year five when you realize this guy has a whole other family <laughs> and no job. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> you still ain't find a job, bro? Yikes. Um, but what about this, you know? My, I had a question I asked you. Imagine if this person was your friend, or your, your soulmate love, and y'all break up because you just can't make it. You know, sometimes you uh, adults can really say we're in a relationship. We just can't make it as husband and wife. We just can't make it as girlfriend and boyfriend. Do you remain friends? Does that relationship transition into my best friend, my new friend, my soulmate and I'm friend? My soulmate friend as a you know, to my that's the question. Because if that's the case, if you're in a relationship with a person that's your soulmate and y'all decide to break apart and you can't find that friendship, then that person never was your soulmate. I agree. I that agree person that. never was your soulmate. I agree with that. So, you know, kind of when I look at people now, even to say I'm going to date somebody, in my mind, I'm like, no, this is somebody I would consider a friend, right. even, even if. if but I don't know if they're my soulmate. They're just a person I would think is a friend. But whatever. <laughs> so, you know, soulmates. I guess they do exist. I guess so. So, you know, we just wanted to give... I, let's all just take a moment of silence. Aretha Franklin passing. You know, we're going a little long on the cast today. So, I'm going to just postpone the the recap on this to our next cast. Because this part, this this funeral, which everybody knows, was over eight hours long. <laughs> Ridiculous. Needs some time for us to discuss. We got to discuss it. this. So, we'll postpone the recap of the funeral to next week's podcast. But we just want to say, rest in peace, Aretha. You know. Yo, the red pumps. Next week. Thanks. That's all I want to talk about. Next week. <laughs> Um, and we want to give a shout out to Shonda Rhimes. Everybody may have heard that she's leaving ABC to go over to Netflix, where they're going to give her a eight show deal That's what for $150 million dollars wow. for the year. Yo, she is winning. I'm living my best life. What she's doing? You know, she, oh, come on, let's be honest. I, I saw Shonda Rhimes initially when she first, you know, came out. And she looks like she lost a lot of weight. Oh, yeah, tremendous yeah. amount of weight in a expeditious time frame. I don't know how she Whoa, did Whoa, Joe. I hope you're not saying this is like a gastric situation. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying, can I get on that plan? Whatever yeah. it is, Shonda. She has a trainer. I think it's more But shout trainer. out Shonda Rhimes. What in, man. And you have a, a whatnot you wanted to discuss? Absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know if Benda saw these things during the, you know, during our festivities this weekend. We weren't together know. the whole time, I told you, so I might have missed it. And also, she was a little I was not tipsy. Anyway. That's one thing I will not take. I, yo, and let me tell you why she says this. I told yeah, her a story, yeah, but the yeah. pause on the tipsy. I told her a story. She adds another layer no, to the story. Not. I'm not going to lie. I did not say his last name because oh I don't even remember his last name. I saw a guy that I used to date when I was like 19. I was probably 19. And I was at the party, not with Shaw. I was in another section. And when I looked up, I'm like, no, this is this guy. But, you know, he had matured. I was 19. He was probably 20 at the time. He looked much different. I think he may have been undocumented when I was 20. So he was still here. So I guess that means he kind of worked out his situation. But when I looked up, I was like, damn, this guy looks a lot like this guy, but he just looks bigger. You know, like he had worked out a lot. He had a little belly coming Again, in. when she told me the story at the party, it was as as if like, <laughs> she would not even talk to this guy, Sean. And she gave me like a His name is Sean. Name. Like, I did not, <laughs> I did not say that. I contact with this guy. I was like, oh, come. And like, yeah, I did. I, we were standing right there with a girl. I called him over like, come, come, come. And he was looking at me like, come. I was like, hey, what's your name? And he was like, Sean. And I was like, hey, it's me, Brenda. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my God. And you know, like that minute when we both clicked, like we knew who each other's were. And I was just like. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> but she was a little nice. And guess what? I didn't get a chance to see, get his, you know, well, give him. I didn't want to get his digits, but I want to, you know, really follow up to see where he's been, what he's been up to. Well, maybe if you had Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I do. But I didn't even get his guy. name. But he's and by the time I moved up closer to see my he's baby father. No, we didn't go to school together. Oh, okay. He was dating. How did I meet him? Oh, he was my neighbor. I used to have a guy that lived downstairs from me. He was his friend. Anyways, so at the party. Of course. I mean, I don't know. I think we have mentioned something about these fake butts in these streets. But, I mean, 
there are just a lot of girls with fake butts. <laughs> and I got a few pictures of them. They'll be posted. They will be posted. But my thing is, you know, I don't know, this has become like a major thing now where girls who have previously gotten their butts done, I don't know if you guys have seen that Iyanla episode where she had that girl and um, on the show that said that she got her butt done and now she regrets it. And now she was experiencing pain throughout her body due to the surgery. Um, now, to these recent days, she had to pay over a million dollars to get that stuff removed from her. I mean, it's just like a whole debacle. With that was because she was putting bad things in her butt, right? Yeah, but I mean, a lot of these people who do go, you know what these people are doing in DR and all these other places where they're getting mad cheap? Even I think Cardi B said, yo, I took a chance when I got my, my body done with this person. She got it done in some kind of like dirty shithole place in the Bronx. Yikes. So, I mean, these people are doing all that they can to get this work done, even though they can't really afford it. You know, a, a reputable surgeon or whatever it might be. But a lot of these girls in these streets, even girls who have butts prior to getting surgery, just getting the big butts with the skinny legs. And it was crazy because I had a, a homeboy there and he was like, nah, I like my women all natural. But yet, every time a big butt passed, he would turn his whole body to look at the girl. And I'm just like, really, dude? And he's like, nah, nah, but I like my women natural. I see a little stretch mark. But you're not looking at the stretch mark girl down the block, though. <clears throat> but I will be posting these pictures of these booties. And again, you know our thoughts on it. Well, my thoughts. Try to work it out on your own, sis. Sometimes squats ain't enough. Squat. That's how squat. I do sometimes. But... <laughs> I'm not out here trying to do surgery. I can tell you, my knees can't take all that squatting. You know, when you go to the gym with her. Oh, you got to get lower. We're going to do 25 sets. 25 reps in a set. 25 reps. We're going to do 25 reps. Okay? And we're going to do eight cycles of 25. Take a one minute second, a one second break. 25. And it begins now. Lower, lower, lower. Anyways, this is the end of the cast. I'm so over her. You see? Soulmates, do they really exist? When you're faced with the truth. Is it still your soulmate? Check us Later. out next week. Real rated and the Yo, like experience. us on the gram, man. Share us. That's what we need to do. Share us. Yeah, share us with people. So. Later. Later. <laughs>